0: our Sailor Moon podcast. I'm Kim
1: and I'm Isha and in this episode we'll be talking about the Sailor Moon S arc in this original Sailor Moon anime. Yay!
0: We finally made it. We survived R.
1: <laughs> we survived R which was way more painful than I thought it was going to be.
0: It's probably not that many episodes, but it took us several months just because we've had so much happening.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I feel like these last few months, this, this last year, like we started this podcast last year and so many things have happened. Yeah. Oh my lord. Like every time we're like, all right, we've done it. We're on a roll. And then it's just like, hey, anyway. Yeah, are not on a roll anymore. So <laughs> that's been nice. Um, but we finally made it to Sailor Moon S. I think this was, I think for us, because we're late 80s babies, this is probably the Sailor Moon we saw the most, that we were exposed to the most.
0: Probably. I, I do feel like um, the first season, it was rehashed a lot. It It was shown on multiple channels, you know? Um, but, oh, really? Oh, yeah, because didn't it start on... Um, gosh, what did it, it... It had been on Fox Kids or whatever that was called, Fox Family. It had been mm-hmm. on Toonami. Uh, it had been on WB at some point. Sailor Moon, that that um, Dark Kingdom arc, I, I feel like got bounced around quite a bit. Um, before it finally stuck and um, hung on to Cartoon Network. And that's where uh, I believe that's where the rest of it really aired, you know? Yeah. Uh, so
1: Sailor Moon Ass and Sailor Moon Super Ass both aired on Toonami. Yeah. And Sailor Moon Stars never aired in the United States because there was no way they could edit what they did to the starlights,
0: yeah, America still having a hard time trying to do with with gender and sexuality and this this season they they thought they'd covered up a a lesbian relationship. They really thought that that was just gonna work to be like, oh, they're cousins, you know <laughs> yeah this
1: this is this is the season where in the original dub of the anime. Uh, was birth the like they're not lesbians their cousins comes from um yeah. so if you've ever like wondered like where does that like why how is that like why do so many like women of a certain age like talk about it like this like that's a really like incest isn't funny right and then um and then you get Sailor Moon fans who are like <laughs> but they were cousins
0: right they you'll hear Sailor Moon uh fans use it in the same way that they'll be like, Oh, they were just roommates. You know, it's uh yeah. it's it's our community's version of that. Oh, they were cousins. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um and that is uh that is because of our queens, uh, you know, Michiru and Haruka. And we uh we will get into that soon. We don't see a whole lot of them. I mean, we see a lot of them, but we don't really get to know them pretty early on. Um, no,
1: we've divided up this um, this little season. There are, if I recall correctly, thirty six episodes. So we're we'll, we're hoping to do four episodes, ten episodes, then ten episodes, then eight episodes, then eight episodes. So let's get into it. All righty, we start. <laughs> So we start with Rei having a nightmare, like in the manga where Rei and Mamoru have the premonition of like something like a new enemy is coming. They only let Rei have it here, which is fine. They haven't established anything in terms of like Mamoru having predictive powers whatsoever. So it's fine. And it's basically this horrible vision where she watches all of her friends turn to stone and shatter, which is not great. Um, and then she wakes up and she realizes that it was a dream and that she's in her shrine studying with her friends.
0: Yeah. And we kind of, uh, if you don't mind, we can cut this out if it doesn't work. But if I could break down the three major points that happen in this episode. we
1: Yes, go for it. Yeah.
0: So we establish that Ray has become aware that there's some kind of end of the world coming. We establish that the new bad guys are Kaolinite and um the professor, and we also establish the uh i mean the bad guys along with their goal and um that they're creating the monsters called the demons. And the third thing we're establishing is that there seem to be two new senshi. We don't know, learn their names or anything about them in this first episode, but they are, uh, at first glance, significantly stronger than the existing senshi. We can kind mm-hmm. of go into detail. I, in, in my opinion, I think those are the three main points. And then if we want to go into detail about each of those. Um, sure. Sure
1: uh i think for the first episode cuz we get this the establishing uh information for Kaylee Knight and Professor Tamoe where professor Tamoe is a uh, total mad scientist you don't really see like the features of his face you just see like his like creepy mouth and like his bright glasses and um he's just sort of like cackling about stuff and Kaylee Knight um kind of seems more rational. Yeah. But this is, they revealed like, okay, this is what the bad guys are after for the whole of this season. They're after the talismans.
0: Yeah. Yeah. They really just sit there in exposition. <laughs> yeah. They're like, okay, okay, let's, let's catch y'all
1: up to speed. Um, because there's no connection to um, the silver millennium like there was for the past two seasons. So it's just like, okay, here's the thing. And so it's basically just, they change it from the manga, where in the manga they established very early on, like, okay, here's Master Pharaoh ninety and Kaylee Knight, and the daemons are like denizens of the Tao system that followed Master Pharaoh ninety. None of that is addressed. It's basically just we're trying to find the talismans to get the holy grail. Why they want the holy grail we don't know. Um, I found that the imagery for all of the for all of the daemons that uh, Professor Tomoe was creating had, like, really heavy test tube baby imagery, and this was about, this was, like, the mid-90s, so, um, the concept of in vitro fertilization, um, intrauterine insemination, like, that sort of thing, uh, where women could have children without having to have, without having to have penis and vagina sex <laughs> with someone with male genitalia, so it was, very like this is unnatural kind of thing, but it's also like, look at the progress of science.
0: Uh, I recall cloning being a big topic at that time too. I
1: can't recall when Dolly the Sheep was cloned, but I want to say it was late 90s. Yeah, but the concept, but like the idea of cloning people was definitely something that was that had been bandied about for a long time. Yeah.
0: But yeah, the, the you're talking about not the demons themselves, but as we're watching them be created, right? Because you see yes. him like inserting like a nuclei into a test tube, and then like yes. the egg is created. Because the yeah, cause the demon themselves, they're, they they're kind of random. They <laughs> they're, they're fully random. Like they're all
1: after these pure heart crystals that contain these talismans, and again, like we don't have. It's weird because this is, like, all exposition time, but, like, there's no real exposition as to why they want any of these things. Yeah. Just suddenly, here's some new bad guys. This is what they're after. Yeah, they kind of... And Ray is, of course, their first target, but unlike in the manga where, you know, uh, I think previously we had discussed how uh, Ray and others had been targeted because they would be the most helpful mm-hmm. Uh. Ray's just, she's just, she's, she just happens to be the target because that's the thing.
0: They have a weak explanation. They, they have a, yeah, they do. They're saying because she was, they see her like worrying about her friends and worrying about her family. And they're like, oh, this is a girl who cares about friends and family. She must have a pure heart. Let's attack her. And that's, that's literally it. That's it.
1: See, that's such a flimsy excuse that I my brain did not register Yes,
0: it. yeah. It was, I believe it was right after her chat with Usagi. Because she has a moment with Usagi where she's like, for once, not a bitch and like, comfort, comforts her. But yeah. Right, because, because when she
1: has that nightmare and she wakes up and she realizes that, you know, she's at home studying with all of her friends. And they're like, hey, why'd you fall asleep? Uh, instead of telling them, hey, me you're the person who has like preternatural like premonition powers just had a nightmare about an oncoming storm essentially no doesn't tell her friends any of this uh just kind of was quietly like yeah that was a messed up dream and i don't want to talk about it yeah and then is nice to soggy because of it because you know it's upsetting when you watch all your friends get shattered into pieces in front of you even if it's only in your mind anyway ray gets attacked um, but before that, because they were all studying and Usagi did bad on a test. Uh, she was, uh, there's a scene where Mamoru is like, oh, like I should, we probably shouldn't go on any dates until your grades go up. And I
0: hate that. <laughs> I was worried about that because I was, I was like, oh my God, is this going to be another season where Usagi's trying to get back together with Mamoru? Because it's getting so tired and so old. But thank God it doesn't go anywhere. Like, he says it and that's that, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's literally just like, wow, I probably shouldn't hang out with you if you're going to, like, if I'm just distracting from your study. Yeah, it is very patronizing. And she's like, what? But I hated it. I was like, this is such, like, paternalistic nonsense. Yeah. Like, I hate it. I hate it. Can't stand it. Uh, but this is the only time he ever does it in these 10 episodes that we're covering. But I just wanted to bring up that I hate that. Anyway, Ray gets attacked, like I've said, 15 times already. <laughs> and the daimon is called Mikuji, which is obviously like a fortune themed daimon because everybody's got to have a theme. Um, Rips out her pure heart crystal Everybody shows up to fight and they all have their previous season transformations. So they're all still with star power and Usagi has moon crystal power. So she hasn't upgraded to moon cosmic power yet. Um, They can't defeat the Daimon. And then we, we see the animations, the latter half of the animations for world shaking and deep submerged from sailor Uranus and sailor Neptune, but we don't see the senshi we don't hear the attacks. They check the talisman. They're like, there's no pure Chris. There's no um talisman in this pure heart. And they leave.
0: Yeah. So it's kind of a nod to the audience more than anything. Um And I, I think it also kind of shows the audience right away, though, because we see in the fight that Usagi's like their attacks are not effective. Usagi's brooch gets destroyed. She de-transforms. And you're like, holy smokes. And then we get these two random attacks and these shadowy people who head off. And the only people who sees them is uh, Luna, right? Does Luna see him at this point?
1: Luna and Artemis, like, notice them. They're like, who were those people? Um, But then, like, the episode ends with all of them just being like, I guess, I guess some bad people are out again. Yeah. Uh... And this is, this kind of ends up being the trend for, like, these ten episodes where, like, Uranus and Neptune are unnecessarily stronger than everyone, and we still don't get an upgrade for the Inners. So Usagi does get Moon Cosmic Power in the next episode.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But, um...
0: Which is... The Inners
1: don't...
0: it's The Inners don't go
1: from star power to planet power.
0: Yeah. Yeah, they don't get uh, upgraded until later on. I think they want to hang on for a while, just having... I... I think if they had upgraded them, but still had the Outers be more powerful than them, it would have been like, okay, but what's the point of that? I think they wanted plenty of time for the Outer Senshi to like really shine and seem like a threat. You know, it's like the Inner Senshi aren't able to fight against the Outer Senshi because they're just that much stronger. Because in the beginning of the series, they are not quite a team yet. They are rivals. And if the, these two against these four were equal in power, what is the conflict there, you know? I guess my issue,
1: well, my issue is just largely, like, I'm very annoyed by how weak the Guardians
0: always seem to be. Yeah, yeah, it seems like it, it takes it gets a long old. time. Yeah, it does. <laughs> it seems like it takes them a long time to get more powerful. Um, but yeah. speaking on that, the next episode, uh, Usagi gets her power up. And that's pretty much the only significant thing that happens in this episode, right? Let me see. Yeah, it's really annoying because she loses her ability
1: to transform because her brooch is broken. And nobody has a single ounce of concern about it. Like, no one thinks, like, oh, wait a minute. Like, you're going to be the queen in the future. Like, there's no mention at all about the future. We don't see Chibiusa. We don't get any of that. It's just... Anyway... I can't transform. Like, she's not made to feel bad about it. Like, I feel
0: like she would have been previously, but... (laughs) Yeah. There is still a little bit of holdover from the last season where everybody treats her like shit. You know, I feel like Mamoru did that by saying, Oh, I guess I can't go on dates with you because you're doing bad in school. And this one, it's just kind of like, Oh, Usagi, it's gonna be okay. Don't worry about it, you know? And, um, uh, I mean, fortunately, it does resolve, but... Um yeah I I feel like you do see less of that as the season goes but I I wish uh I wish it had flipped sooner <laughs> Um yeah it's just really annoying yeah But this episode has a a character get attacked that isn't one of the main senshi so it's um a girl who's looking after these cats in an abandoned uh house And Mamoru and Usagi meet her because Mamoru is trying to cheer up Usagi uh, by showing her the kittens because this abandoned house is full of kittens. And honestly, that was such a smart strategy. Yeah. Like,
1: yeah, yeah. This, this made me so happy because I was like, the previous episode was Mamoru being like, I don't want to like date you and ruin your concentration on your studies. And now he's just like, anyway, Here's some kittens.
0: And it's like, you know what? <laughs> yeah. Correct. So Usagi winds up recruiting the senshi to come and help her with the kitchen kittens. Um, she initially wants her, wants all of them to adopt the kittens, but they're like, no, we we can't adopt kittens, but they at least come to help when they get there. The girl is being attacked because, uh, and it's a cat themed Damon because uh, she's got mm-hmm. a pure heart and she's taking care of kittens. The fight doesn't go so good. Tuxedo Mask jumps in the way to protect Usagi. You know the Sailor Moon routine: uh, have the least powerful person jump in the way to protect someone. But you know how it goes. Uh, she refuses to leave. And look, like, it's it's
1: not Sailor Moon if like if Prince Endymion slash Tuxedo Mask slash King Endymion doesn't put himself in harm's way for no reason. Yeah,
0: yeah, you know how it goes. But uh, yeah, their love summons the her new moon rod and her new brooch, which are my favorite looking ones in this series.
1: <laughs> yes. We get the cosmic moon brooch and the moon spiral heart rod. Yes. And, and then we get uh, Moon Spiral Heart Attack, which is literally, I've timed this. Which is the I, name I've of the I've actually done this. Yeah. Yes, Moon Spiral Heart Attack takes place of uh, Moon Princess Hallation. And I've timed Usagi's attacks. Like, I've done this before because I was curious. And Moon Spiral Heart Attack is the longest attack that she has. Like, it takes forever. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. It's great. But it's also just, like, Wow!
0: Yeah, it's a long sequence.
1: You know that an episode is important story-wise when they shorten the spiral heart attack. Yeah. (laughs) You know that they're just filling airtime when they do the full moon spiral heart attack.
0: Yep. So, in this one, when the bad guys defeated their death cry, they shout, Lovely! Which is silly. I...
1: I love that because they kind of, they carry that through for like the next two seasons. Because they didn't really have it so much for R. But for Super S and for Stars, they changed like the death cry. And I don't remember what they are for Seepers and for uh, Stars. But it's great. Lovely is, is good.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but that's about it. That is the only important thing that really happens in the episode. The next one actually has more meat as far as contributing to the actual uh, overall plot. So we get into... Uh... The, n- the next episode, we
1: actually get to properly meet Uranus and Neptune.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We are introduced to Haruka and Michiru. Yep. We are introduced to Neptune and Uranus properly as Senchi. Uh We get to see their attacks.
0: Yep. So for those who don't know, uh, uh, Haruka is Uranus and uh Sailor Neptune is Michiru and they're gay but yeah it's great <laughs> um it's so funny because like if
1: you were to like the first thing i would say about both of them is not that they're gay is that they're both really really rich
0: yeah but i think like the, the reason
1: like don't get me wrong yeah they're gay and that's an important part of their characters but also like the first thing I think about is <laughs> is them being disgustingly rich.
0: <laughs> they're not as rich in the anime though. Like in the manga it's insane no. how rich they are. Yeah. But in the anime they just yeah. seem like they're from very privileged families. Uh but mm-hmm. we don't uh we start with Usagi and Minako basically playing games in the arcade. Minako is showing how great she is at a racing game. Uh only to be shown up by this uh guy who comes into the or who they think is a guy who comes into the arcade um gives her a heart head start and still beats her in the racing game, and both crushing on him, Usagi and Minako decide to follow him. Um Usagi is... Minako, Minako decides, decides to follow Yeah, him. <laughs> Minako decides to follow
1: him. <laughs> and Usagi is like, I will go with you because I don't know what you're going to do.
0: Yeah, basically. They uh, see Michiru comes and meets with Haruka. And uh, Usagi assumes they're a couple. And is like, oh, he's got a girlfriend. Never mind. Minako's like, no, we have to determine whether they are actually a couple or not so they follow them around town for a while they wind up at a, a car garage where we see some random guy working on a car uh and they finally just directly ask them are you a couple uh, Haruka basically says yes but michiru gives a doesn't really give a clear answer cuz they ask her is Haruka your boyfriend and michiru's like no not my boyfriend you know so they're like haha they're not a couple um, But,
1: but the then- thing is, like, Haruka says, like, yes, Michiru is my girlfriend. And Michiru is like, Haruka is not my boyfriend because Haruka is not a, not a boy. Yeah, she
0: doesn't elaborate, though. She just says, no, yeah. no, Haruka's not my boyfriend. You know, just, but doesn't say, she's mm-hmm. actually my girlfriend. No, just leaves it at that. Uh, mm-hmm. they. The guy who's working on the car I guess has a pure heart. We don't know why, but he does. I'm sure they explained it again. Because he because, he,
1: because he has a passion he has a, a passion for cars. Oh, okay. I don't know. Because so- his his passion for cars and for racing is so pure.
0: Gotcha. Well, he gets attacked anyway, by a Damon. plot reason. Yeah, he gets attacked by a daemon and Mina you know, we get the two teams going after him, basically. We've got um Venus and Moon, and we have Neptune and Uranus. And uh we actually have Uranus and Neptune out in the open this time, introducing themselves. And um they have a fight and against the, the daemon and uranus and neptune get the crystal but they give it to usagi to return to the the car guy because it's not a talisman uh later they go back to the arcade and they see haruka uh kind of dressed a little different she has doesn't have her jacket on so it's not obscuring the yeah. figure so they actually can see that she's got boobs you know she's she's mm-hmm. a woman and uh Yeah, blows their mind. Holy smokes, it's a girl. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah, they actually go to the arcade to meet with the others. And uh, they're telling them about Haruka and Michiru. Yeah. And uh, like, yeah, this cute guy. And then all of a sudden, Haruka and Michiru walk in. And it's like, that's a lady. Right. (laughs) At least physically. I do want to point out that in this episode, this is when we get this trend of like, I don't know why this happens, but there's constantly, there constantly ends up being like these stills of Haruka and Michiru, like these watercolor stills that are like very artistic and it's just like a freeze frame for a moment. And this happens multiple times in this episode and it happens multiple times in future episodes where I don't know, if it's like to emphasize their elegance or something.
0: I think that's, yeah, I think they just want you to see, look how pretty they are, look how cool they are, look how adorable their love is, you know, I th- I think, and I think it's also, let's save on frames, so. Yeah, I think this
1: is, I think this is probably, um, it probably was, like, an animation meeting of, like, if we have these cool watercolor frames, one, it looks artistic, too nobody can accuse us of being cheap
0: yeah cuz this season it looks a lot better than last season still not like yeah. still not quite sharp it's not this, but it it looks better the last season last season yeah. was ugly
1: last season everybody had round faces almost all of the time and like that's how and in the 90s that's how you could tell that it was low quality because people used because people had a uh, dimension to their faces and then they realize oh we can say that this is a cute style and then it'll be cheap anyway yeah i'm not bitter about this
0: this next episode it's gonna be hard i don't think we should delve into it too deep because not a lot of actually important stuff really happens it's just easy to want to talk about because it's really upsetting um
1: (laughs) i think this next episode is important in that all of her friends are unnecessarily mean to her yeah and are surprised when and then like and then luna kind of jumps in on that and and then luna's surprised like oh you were serious about this and it's just like she's always serious about this yeah like you know that like she's very insecure about her relationship with Mamoru, and like He's very intelligent.
0: We're, like we're I know we, we talk here, a lot of.
1: We're, yeah, I know. Yeah, like I know we talk a lot of shit about Mamoru but like he is very smart and he is very privileged. Even though all his family is dead, uh, they left some money behind for him. He's fine.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, he's, I mean he's he's fine. Strong, he's he's financially set. But uh, yeah, yeah,
1: but um. But this episode, like, she makes, Usagi makes Mamoru cookies, and she goes to his place, and, you know, she opens the door, because he's left it unlocked, because he's just stepped out for a second, and she sees, like, the stuff that he's reading, because uh, I don't think we've talked about it yet, because it's not really come up, but, like, Mamoru's dream is to become a doctor. And so she sees, like, all of these, you know, really highbrow magazines about, like, genetics and things like that and she gets really upset because she just she knows she can't match him
0: and then she drops the cookies and it makes everything worse um she just mm-hmm. gets really down on herself feeling like she's really um really not at his level and really not uh, a worthy partner for him but he gets home he finds her crying he comforts her he eats the cookies and tell her everything's gonna be fine you know but it still kind of hangs yes. on to her and she goes and and meets up with her friends. And was, it's like, hey, I want to be a better partner for Mabanu I want to learn these skills. And she, she very, um, it is kind of silly as uh, the way she's throwing things at, things at them. Like, Ray, you're going to teach me how to wear a kimono and you're going to teach me this. And you're going to teach you that. She uh, tells Ami that she wants to learn, uh, genetics and, um, Ami is like, She Ami is the only one who starts taking it seriously. She's like, well, okay, but let's go ahead and start with basic biology. And, you know, but everybody (laughs) else is like, no, no, no. She is not committed to this. She is, uh, she is, uh, she's always asking about stuff, but she never commits to it. She never remembers anything. This is a waste of time. Stop wasting your time. And they basically just ditch her. And then Luna, Yeah, the others... The others actually
1: leave. Yeah. Only Ami stays behind to say like, well, if you're serious about wanting to learn about genetics and then Ray comes back and drags her out. Yeah. And then when all of them are gone, Luna like just tears into Usagi and Usagi gets justifiably upset because like all of her friends basically just told her to her face that she's stupid and like not worth investing in. And like, None of them seem to acknowledge the fact that she's literally the future queen of the earth.
0: Yeah. And again, the reason why I was like, we need to be careful we don't go off on this too much is because we have so many episodes to cover, and this doesn't carry over into future episodes. It Yeah, it really doesn't. doesn't. It all gets resolved. It it kind of. I wouldn't even say it's resolved as in, except they kind of touch on it, and then... They just forget about it, you know? Because, um, next... They apologize. They're like, we didn't know you were serious. But again, it doesn't carry over. So, like, Usagi Mm -hmm. runs off. She's upset. She runs into Haruka and Michiru in the park. Michiru's practicing violin. And after... And they're both
1: doing exposition to each other. Yeah,
0: they're they're talking about their mission and wanting to get the talismans and... Not wanting to for people to die, but assuming that when they, they take the talismans from the heart crystals, that those people will die. Usagi doesn't hear any of this. This is all for the audience's sake, so we know what the heck they, their motive is. Um, then they they see Usagi, they chat with her, uh, they invite her they sh- out, they go around town, they go to an art display. And Usagi wishes she could be more like Nichiru, uh, who gives her tickets to a recital that night. Um Usagi and Mamoru head to the recital on a date and this is when this and I, she show up. I really can can I I yeah. just want
1: to interrupt real quick. Go ahead. I really like that she gives her these recital tickets like this is the first time she's met Usagi. She's like anyway, here's tickets to like a concert that I'm that uh that I'm going to later tonight. I yeah. hope you can bring a date. You know, and it's just like this
0: is so sweet. It is really cute. It's so
1: cute. And then Isagi and Mamoru show up in, like, their fanciest outfits. Like, is wearing this cute pink dress, and Mamoru is wearing a white tuxedo. And I'm like, I love this giant nerd. Like, yeah. oh,
0: so good. It's super cute. It's a really cute scene. And for a moment, we have the warm fuzzies, because we're finally seeing Usagi and Mamoru being a couple, doing cute couple things. And then you think it would get better, because the other senshi show up to apologize. But, uh, no... For some reason, they're apologizing, but also interjecting on their date. And they sit directly behind them. And when Usagi is, like, looking at Mamoru, Rei is, like, prodding at her, being like, pay attention. And it's super annoying. (laughs) And that's why it's like, I I hardly feel like it's been resolved because they apologize, but then still don't do anything to help contribute to these two facilitating a relationship. Uh, but anyways, right, and the, and they bother the other people who were there to watch the the concert. They do. So then the um the concert start is is going on. The violin turns into a daemon because it's been infected and it attacks everybody. And I, I love this daemon. It's I called know. Octave. It
1: it shrieks. It shrieks its name. It goes Octave it's amazing I love this demon so much I kind of wanted it to win because it's it was so ridiculous it's great I love it anyway I love the fact that everybody transforms and like tuxedo mask shows up so like Maomari goes from a white tux to a black tux and like it's stupid and I love it
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> the audience gets knocked unconscious by the bad guy but the heroes don't um, they have a fight with it Neptune and Uranus show up and um, they seem to they seem to defeat the bad guy. They check out the crystal, see it's not a talisman, um, kind of return it and go to bounce. Then they see that the daemon is kind of like waking back up. And Usagi's like, wait, you know, the the inner sentry are like, wait, the fight's not over. And uh, Neptune's basically like, "Uh, that's not our problem. And uh, (laughs) Neptune's like, uh, it is for us. Yeah. So like, (laughs) but it does go to attack Neptune. Usagi jumps in the way to protect her. And then um, Uranus attacks it and weakens it enough for Usagi to destroy it. Uh, After the fight, they part ways and uh, yeah and again it gets annoying because he, my is like well sorry the recital got cancelled let's go to dinner and then the other sense invite themselves along too and you're just like why are you guys so intense on sabotaging this relationship why
1: it's like we just got back on track like why, what what, what is the purpose of this Yeah, there are several times in the anime where I wonder like do, do these guys know they're supposed to be like helping the princess anyway yeah Next next episode is an Unazuki episode. Unazuki is Motoki's little sister. Uh, We get a moment of concern and jealousy from Usagi because she sees Unazuki on the back of Mamoru's uh, motorcycle. And uh, this is totally fine. Like, it makes sense for her to be insecure about this because, like, literally we just had, like, a whole thing where uh, Mamoru used Unazuki on the back of his bike to trick Usagi. Right. So
0: but they uh, they quickly resolve it. Usagi just asks him, hey, what's Unazuki doing with you? And they reveal that's because mm-hmm. he was helping her take a ticket to Motoki that he had left behind. And it's like, oh, okay. And uh, Usagi goes to hang out with Unazuki later, where she works. She works at a uh, what is it? Crown Cafe? At the, Crown, at the Cafe. Crown Cafe. Yeah.
1: So, So anything that's titled Crown belongs to Motoki and his Belongs to Motoki's family, so Unazuki works at the Crown Cafe, and he works at the Crown Arcade.
0: Yeah, and it's really cute. They talk. Uh, they start talking about um, uh, kisses, boyfriends, and, boy and kisses. Kisses, and Unazuki uh, hasn't kissed anyone yet. Usagi, she, even though she, even though she's been dating, yeah, Usagi, she's she's been dating like one guy. So yeah. it's
1: not like, you know, she's dating around. It's like she's dating one guy and she still hasn't kissed him yet. And I'm like, girl,
0: oh. I know you're
1: in high school, but, like, glaciers move faster.
0: Nah. But Usagi, <laughs> Usagi, um, she asked her, like, have you kissed Mamoru yet? And Usagi's, like, shy to answer. So she just assumes she has not. And she's like, yeah, why would a college student kiss a middle schooler? And I'm kind of like, but yeah, though. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. They really yeah yeah anime team why would a college guy want to kiss a middle schooler why did you age up
0: mamaru for no reason guys why why did you why did you do this but uh anyways that's not the issue that's not touched on at all uh instead haruka and michiru are there and they're literally right at the table next to him in a different booth and they uh have a talk about like kisses different kinds of kisses and um, like, like the a history of hand. kisses yeah and, and what they signify um, and then the groups kind of part ways uh, Unazuki invites Usagi and her friends to come over later for cupcakes and whatever and I I do
1: want to say like I know that the only reason Haruka and Michiru are on like the table on the other side of Usagi and Inazuki is because of plot reasons oh yeah but I also just like love the really strong like Middle-aged lesbian aunt energy, these two have <laughs> yeah. that I fully did not clock as a teenager, and that now as an adult, having been around many middle-aged lesbians, <laughs> like, oh, oh, I understand this. Oh, oh, I get, oh, this is that energy. Okay, I understand it now. Yeah, it's not a bad energy. Like, let me clarify that it's not a bad thing. I am not saying, like, oh, they're like middle-aged like, lesbian aunties. No, no, no. This is, this is a good
0: thing. Yeah, they seem, It's Grant. I love that. They them. seem like an established older couple, even though in the story they're actually just high schoolers. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the two, Haruka and Michiro, like, are like, we better keep an eye on them. That girl is so pure-hearted, um, with her not wanting to kiss, I guess. And, of course, yeah. Of course which right away, I feel Unazuki like gets attacked her little elephant yeah. vacuum gets turned into a daemon uh so M- Neptune and Uranus are there uh to fight the daemon but the crystal gets knocked out of the way and unwinds up on the back of a, a trash truck um Unazuki is found by Usagi and her friends when they come to check on her or I mean they come to hang out and uh yeah, that gets awkward really fast because without her pure heart crystal, she wants to kiss like whoever.
1: Yeah, she's just she just she's just after kisses, and so I do kind of like this little scene because Ray pulls out uh, one of her hanafuda. I think it's called hanafuda. I don't remember, uh, but one of the little paper talismans that she carries, the akuriotaisan, mm-hmm. and and puts it on Inuzuki's face, and that that keeps her down, and she's like, I'll look after her, you guys go get her heart.
0: Yep, and they split up in teams to uh, search the town for her heart. Um, Mm -hmm. Usagi and Mamoru come across Uranus and Neptune, fighting the bad guys in the the junkyard. Um, They defeat the bad guy, but then there's like a scuffle between uh, the two groups, because Neptune and Uranus want the crystal uh, to see if there's a talisman and Usagi and Mamoru want the crystal just to take back to Unazuki. Um, they... Let's see. Neptune manages to get it first but sees it's not a talisman. Yeah. Usagi gets there and, like, takes it from her and uh, they stop fighting her for it because they're like, ah, fine, you can have it, whatever, you know?
1: Yeah, they're like, it's not and, what we wanted, it's fine.
0: Yeah. take Keep it. And they return it to Unazuki, and she is okay. And presumably they have cupcakes, so.
1: And I mean, like,
0: the day has ended worse for them,
1: you know? Mm-hmm. This this way they get
0: cupcakes. It's fine. Yeah. I think this one is to show that um, kind of the effects of what happens when somebody loses their heart. They kind of enter some kind of a, a weird zombie mode.
1: Um, right, there. It's kind of like their their soul is out a little bit. Right. Uh, I think it also starts to highlight um, how briefless Uranus and Neptune will be in their hunt for the talisman slash pure heart crystals.
0: Yeah. The next episode is another one where there's not a lot of um, significant events that happen. But unlike the last one where it's like there's a, I feel like there's a lot of talk to talk a lot to talk about, but it all uh, not a lot that actually happens. This one is actually a cute one. This one is actually fun. You know,
1: this one is great because it is a it's an Umino and Naru episode. And like, they're both really concerned about their relationship. And like, they both tell Usagi about this because they're just like, I don't like I think they're pulling away from me. And it's like. They're not like these two like are these two were like the cutest high school couple, like truly the cutest high school couple. Um, but Isaki's just like, how can I help them? And is like, who should I talk to? And instead of going to, I don't know, the literal sense, the literal sense of love, Isaki's like, I know, Ray. Yeah. OK. Anyway, so she goes to Ray and Ray is like, oh, here's this competition um, for this new park, for this like lover's park that's opening, uh, you should take them to that and see, uh, sign them up for that and their love will be
0: proven. Sign them up for an affection contest is what they're calling it. And yes. the winners get to like, light the lantern. They have some massive, um, yeah, there's this, there's this big, um, there's this big lamp Yeah, that's
1: in the shape of a heart. And so, like the the couple that w- gets all the way to the end, they get to light it, and it and uh, that light is evidence of their love. Blah blah blah. Yeah, whatever. A whole thing happens. How and Gomichi to show up as as a couple to compete because they're like pure hearts are definitely going to show up here. There's definitely going to be a diamond. Um, they do fabulously because these two are so in sync. They might as well be one person. Um, Umino constantly screws up, but like in a sweet way. Like, there's one thing where he, where you have to pick the hand of your lover, and he grabs a hand with a band-aid on it, because he's like, oh, I remember she had this band-aid. And Nara's like, oh my god, that was like six months ago. But then she's touched, because it's like, wow, I'm surprised he remembered, because it was six months ago.
0: Yeah, and it's really cute.
1: It's a very sweet episode. Harika and Michiru eventually pull out, because they're like, we don't have to prove anything to anybody. Yeah.
0: Which uh, leads to Umino and Naru getting to actually win, because, like, the final test is to, like, give a love confession to each other, and there's are just, just so heartfelt that the audience votes for them to win, basically. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but of course, they go to, you know, it's still Sailor Moon, they go to light the lantern thing, it turns into a daemon. Yeah, it's Sailor Moon and this is Naru. Yeah, we've, like... Right, it's, like, it's surprising we've gone five episodes without Naru and Umino being attacked yet. So, uh, mm-hmm. so the daemon, um, the statue thing, the lantern thing, whatever, they go to light, it turns into a daemon, steals Umino's heart, they have a fight, it's defeated, no talismans are found, uh, Kaolinite r- appears for, like, a minute, but then, like, leaves. And the, the it goes back to normal at the end of the episode. Yeah. So, um, but it's a it's, fun romp. This, uh, the fight itself is, yeah. is not very significant. It's kind of like, okay, but this is still a Monster of the Week show. We have to throw this in. Uh, and then we move on, you know? Yeah. <laughs> this is an episode that is
1: dope definitely classifies as filler but which i would which i would recommend watching yeah just because it's a nice palate cleanser like yeah nobody dies it's not like crazy dramatic it's just it's nice umino is ridiculous but not in like a weird or gross way like it's just cute yeah and then episode 96 gets is episode 96 kind of got me with the feels because it's a Mako-related episode. Yeah. And so, like, it opens with uh, Usagi and Mako heading home from school and, like, Usagi uh, talking about food and stuff and, like, admiring Mako for being so good at all of that stuff. And Mako getting, like, really quiet and, like, a little sad because the only reason she started doing that stuff is because people did not perceive her as being feminine. Just because of how, like, just physically, because she's, she doesn't fit the uh, feminine ideal for, uh, for Japan. And
0: um, I kind of have to say, I'm not a super, like, I wasn't angry or anything with it. But I actually didn't like that point. Because I liked her just being tall and strong, but also just so happens to like. Feminine activities, homemaking activities, cooking and cleaning and stuff like that. You know, I I kind of didn't like that they're like, oh, yeah, the reason she does these things is because she didn't want to come across as too masculine. So I don't know. For me, that was kind of iffy, but it, they didn't delve into that too deep. So, it, yeah.
1: Yeah, for me, it doesn't necessarily take away, like, it m- could just be, like, something she enjoys. Yeah. But also something she feels more obligated to do because she's not perceived as being the sex that she is. Right. Just because she's big and strong.
0: Yes. So she know. leans into these these stereotypical feminine type things.
1: Mm-hmm. But I
0: don't know. Yeah, and then
1: Haruka almost
0: murders them on <laughs>
1: her
0: <butt. laughs> By accident. She almost runs into them.
1: Yeah, like, literally just, like, has to, like, skid on her motorcycle to not hit them. And, like, Mako's hand gets hurt. And Michiru kind... Not Michiru. Uh, Mako kind of, like... Oh. Yeah, no, Ma- Mako kind of, like, falls for Haruka. Because Haruka is very, like, masculine and, like, cool in this moment. And very caring. And, like, you know what? Fine. <clears throat>
0: yeah. um, I like it. It's cute. And... Ha- uh, Haruka admires Mako because she just witnessed Mako, like, putting herself in the way to protect her friend Usagi. So she's like, wow, mm-hmm. you know, she saw that it's very admirable. Like, wow, here's this girl who's willing to put herself in harm's way for a friend. And, um, mm-hmm. so she, uh, sh- they later start inviting her out. Um, Michiru and, and Haruka uh, invite her out later. Yeah. And uh Isaki.
1: There is a scene that like I think I put down as literally um uh, Haruka and Michir <laughs> driving up and like it's basically a get in loser, we're doing gay shit. Yeah.
0: They roll up in their car <laughs> and invite her out. And
1: <laughs> and and then we find out like like Mako's like are is it are you allowed to like drive because uh haruka is like sixteen? And uh like well i got my driver's license overseas
0: and it's like is that a lot? yeah <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah there's like some side stuff going on where like usagi and some of the others are concerned just like with her having a crush um on a girl and uh mm-hmm. at the same time like ami's like none of that matters you know <laughs> uh, yeah. which i thought was really cute um, co- there's a lot of like, don't give up on men, Mako-chan. And it's like, I mean, eh, if you have the option. Right. It's like, uh, so? Um, but yeah. And of course, Mako's heart crystal, She Mako gets attacked. The, the Haruka have wrapped her hand, her injury with her scarf. And Mako had been trying to find the right opportunity to return it to her. Wynn takes it, it's infected, turns into a daemon. So the scarf turns into a daemon, attacks Mako, and her heart gets stolen. Um, And she sees Uranus and Neptune arrive. And not, like, immediately return the crystal to her. They see her pick up, they see them, she sees the two of them go after the heart crystal. And realizes in that state that, oh... These two don't care. They're just as bad as the enemies. Fortunately, the senki yeah, arrived.
1: because from from Mako's perspective, because Mako has been taken, oh, separated from Haruka and Michiru, so she doesn't she doesn't see them transform into Neptune and Uranus. Yeah, so she, in her mind, like when she sees these two, like hunched over her heart crystal to see if she has the towel has been. She's like,
0: Oh wow, like they didn't even check to see
1: if Harika and Michiru are okay. Yeah. They're just as bad as the enemy. Yeah.
0: But the other she arrive, they re- they get the crystal, they return it to her, and uh I I don't remember in there where they defeat the bad guy. The bad guy gets attacked. But uh before Michiru um sorry, before Uranus and Neptune leave, Jupiter uh challenges them. And she gets into a brief fight with Uranus and uh, Uranus and Neptune head off, looking like, basically looking like Uranus is unscathed. But as they're escaping, the two of them are like talking to each other. And you see that Uranus actually took a pretty darn good hit from Jupiter. Um, Mm -hmm. But later they come across and quote unquote find Michira and Haruka unconscious. And they still don't make the connection mm-hmm. that that's where um, they are, you know? But now... Yeah, they, spe- they have no idea. And, like, specifically
1: Haruka Michiru invited Mako out because they figured she would be the target. Yeah. They're like, she's such a sweet girl. She's definitely... Her pure heart is definitely going to be a target. Yeah. So, like, they invite her out to do gay shit, but it's nefarious. <laughs> yeah.
0: But, uh, I mean, it's also because they keep an eye on her. But, um... Yeah, but they do
1: express that they're glad that she didn't have the talisman. Yeah,
0: they don't want people. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but yeah, and Mako reveals that she definitely admires Haruka, but it's not in a romantic way. She uh, she um, idolizes her. She has respect for her and wants mm-hmm. to be like her. And yeah, uh, she respects her as a woman. Yeah, and that's where that episode uh, ends. Um, we move on to 97? Yes. So this is this is an Ami episode. Ami
1: is being told by her teachers to stop helping um, dumb students. Not like, <laughs> like all their... her
0: teachers, specifically the vice principal. So it's not even one of her teachers. It's the vice principal who's like, you should spend less time tutoring slackers and focus more on your own work so you can be super successful. And Ami is like, shouldn't, why are you talking to your students? Why are you talking about your students like that? And shouldn't you want all of your students to succeed? And he's like, blah, blah, you know, and kind of leaves. But Usagi had overheard this, and she kind of lets it get to her. Um, yeah, she worries that um, she in particular,
1: and all of them kind of in association, um, are holding Ami back. Yeah. Academically. Yeah. And, like, Usagi, Usagi, yeah, Usagi's like, you know, you don't have to, to be with us because, you know, like, you have other things to take care of. And Ami's like, well, okay, if my friends are going to reject me, she goes. Well, they don't tell her to leave. She,
0: they She is- she just tells her, you don't have to, you can focus on your own studies. You don't have to um, help us with ours. And that's when Ami excuses herself. You know what? I got other things to do. You know? And mm-hmm. Usagi sees that she's crying as as she runs off. And um, mm-hmm. Usagi's and like, And she goes oh. to the pool. Yeah, Usagi realizes she fucked up. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. Ami heads to the so pool. He's like, oh. Yeah. Ami heads to the pool and runs into Michiru and Haruka. And, um, Michiru... Michiru's wearing the most but ugly swimsuit I've ever seen in
1: my life. It's pink with, like, lime green bows and ruffles.
0: I need to look up her soon. And she
1: has, like, a matching, like, lime green, like, um scrunchie. And I remember looking at it and being like, oh, my God, it's hideous.
0: Yeah, but the fashion from that series. The manga had such good fashion. And the animation. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's silly. I like it. It's silly. It's ugly. I like no, it's, it. It's ugly. I remember seeing it and just thinking, well... That is over the top. That's going to have a lot of drag. Right? Oh, I'm like, that's Ruffles. so not good. It's like, one,
1: it's it's not good for swimming. Two, it's ugly. Anyway.
0: Anyways, so that and aside. A lot of feelings about yeah. sensei but uh, Moving on with the episode. The two of them wind up having a, a race. And um, they finish at the same time. And Michiru is like... Uh, and Ami's like, hey, good race. And Michiru was like, well... if you feel that way, why did you slow down at the last minute? And uh, Ami gets embarrassed and, like, runs off. And Haruka- Runs away crying. Yeah, and Haruka's like, you didn't need to be mean to her like that. She was obviously just trying to be nice. And Michiru's like, oh, shoot, was that mean? Oh. You know? Um, Isagi, it's like, yes, girl, that was mean. Yeah. I love you, Michiru, but, like,
1: God brutal. You
0: can- Yeah, (sighs) Isagi apologizes to, uh, yeah, Isagi goes to apologize, but, um, where does this take place? Hang on, sorry, I'm looking at my notes and I'm getting a little lost, because I'm trying not to stay too long Mm -hmm. on the points.
1: Ami goes and meets up with her friends, and then, um... And then Isagi does the whole, like, oh, hey, um, oh, we actually messed up because after she, after the vice principal tells her to, like, ignore teaching her friends and other people, um, she sees Mamoru, who, like, can actually empathize with her because he is also actually a good student, um, and also comes from, like, a place of privilege in terms of, like, monetary compensation mm-hmm. and we do get official confirmation in this anime because i couldn't remember if we had it before that her mother is a doctor and uh that the only thing she feels she's good at is studying and like mom is like you like blow off some steam like your whole life doesn't have to be studying like Momori is actually like a really good friend to ami in this moment and then after she has the race she wants to go be with her friends and that's when Usagi, like oh, yeah, remembering it's after what the, the vice principal said yeah. yeah and after you know remembering what the vice principal said to ami like not wanting ami's you know future to be endangered uh is like no you don't have to do any of this for us and that's when uh and that's when the, that all happens yeah
0: so they have their first race she goes to meet with her friends to study but then she feels like she can't, so she she leaves to go uh swim again. And because Mich- and because Usagi sees that she had upset her, she goes to follow, but um doesn't catch up with her. Uh and that's when Michiru and Haruka encourage her to have a rematch. This time Michiru and Ami have their rematch and they both go at it really hard and they still draw. But it the, it feels like a well earned tie this time. Um mm-hmm. and unfortunately after they leave is when um, um he gets attacked by a yeah, daemon. And, and it's like a swim... <laughs> it's really cute. Like I actually like the design of this one. It's like a swimming pool themed one. Um Oh yeah. It okay, this daemon
1: has high heeled flippers. <laughs> Like, literally, I had to pause the episode and be like, does this bitch have heels?
0: She's wearing flippers. It's so ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous, Damon, but it's it's hilarious. Um, Cowlinite sees the heart crystal isn't a talisman. She actually shows up herself this time and checks it. And Sailor Moon and Tuxedo Mask rescue Ami. Uh, Uranus and Neptune are nearby and are relieved that Ami doesn't have the talisman. Uh, and Ami like, Ami re- uh, recovers and says so she's not going to give up all the things she wants or feel ashamed for pursuing them. Because she's starting to feel like, well, maybe I should stop studying so much because people only see me for this one thing. And so she's kind of like, nah, I like this one thing. I'm going to keep doing it. <laughs> mm-hmm. I guess that's the the moral they were going for. But whenever they seem to try to go for morals, they really, they really don't get there. I feel like they can't. Okay, so
1: this is what I think that probably the animators and like the story editors for this are like, we want to tell kids it's okay to not study all the time that studying is not the have all end all be all. But you can't say that in an Asian culture. Yeah.
0: I don't know. It was... Like, you
1: cannot have a cartoon that is aimed at children that says, hey, kids, it's okay to give up on studying. Right. Right. <laughs> so they have to have this, like, well, she has other interests and she has her friends and it's important to have, you know, multiple avenue, like, multiple ways of getting support. But also... Um you want to be the best in school. Right. So yeah. <laughs> So from that perspective, I'm like, yeah, they can't they can't say I'm pretty sure there was probably a script that was like, anyway, Ami learns not to like obsess so much about grades or feel like her only value is in grades, and then somebody was like, You absolutely can't tell this to the public.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, do we want to pause here or pretty soon here? Because we've got two more episodes. They're pretty meaty. Um. It's, no, let's we're, soldier
1: on okay, ahead. Okay. We're going to have an extra long episode this week and, uh, there's probably stuff in this episode I can cut out. It's fine. Okay.
0: So we're at episode 98. we got two more episodes to go. Um. Uh, mm-hmm. And this is... So...
1: So episode 98 is when Kaylee Knight and the professor are really mad about the fact that the senshi keeps showing up and ruining all their plans uh like foiling all of their heart crystal stuff and so they're like we are going to specifically target the senshi
0: yeah especially and they especially um point out Neptune and Uranus since they're uh not only so the senshi keep getting in their way but Neptune and Uranus specifically are after the heart crystals like they are and they've noticed Mm-hmm. So, uh... And so they
1: want to get them out of the way. And so we cut to the episode... We we cut to the episode. We cut to the next scene, which is all of the Inners and Mamoru watching Haruka in a motocross race. And she does really well. And um, uh, some of her competitors, some of Haruka's competitors, like, corner her later and are like, Darn. we don't want... No...
0: We don't want no girls, see? Yeah. They threaten her. And then, like, the second place winner tells them to back off. He's like, hey, you know, she's better than all of you guys. Cut it out. Um, Yeah. And then, like, everybody starts to part
1: ways. And then everybody starts to leave. And, like, all of them are on the bus except Usagi. And, like, my note was literally, how does Mamoru not notice that his girlfriend is missing? Right. Um. But, Usagi. but it's so, it's so that she can get a ride from Haruka and Mijiru. Yeah, it's
0: it's, uh, it's plot contrivance. And, like, mm-hmm. they take off, and they do see, oh, wait, Usagi's been left behind. And they're like, what should we do? Mm-hmm. And Mamoru's like, she's a big girl. She can get at the next bus. Um. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Just leave the 14-year-old there by herself, I guess. Um, it's also just, like... I feel like we've done this enough times to know that she won't be okay. Right. <laughs> you know? So she, she's going to get a ride from Haruka and, uh, mm-hmm. along the way they get attacked by those guys who are driving a truck. Now, uh, Haruka pulls off the road and, uh, in a place where they're going to need to get out. So they get out of the truck, they go to look for her. They get in a hand to hand fight and, uh, she beats the crap out of them, so they run off again. And um, uh, Michiru, meanwhile, has witnessed that second-hand winner, Yamada, get attacked by a daemon. So she contacts Haruka. They have their own little watches like the inner senshi do. And uh, Haruka's like, uh, sorry, Usagi, if you keep going that way, you'll get to a, I don't know, I don't remember if it was a bus or what. You'll get uh, yeah. You'll find like
1: the road there, and you can you can make your way from there. Yeah. I was really like annoyed at uh, Uranus and Neptune just having communicator watches because that was something that was given to the Inners, uh, by Luna from the from the arcade yeah, game. They... And so I'm like, hmm, interesting. Yeah, They do not reveal uh, how they got that. Um, they just yeah. Do. They just they just have it. It's fine. It's convenient. Um, and so. Michiru and Haruka get in a fight with the daemon. Yep. Uranus and Neptune transform. Uranus and Neptune are there to fight the daemon. That's after this poor guy and his heart crystal. Sailor Moon eventually arrives. Well, they
0: revealed that they were really not that after the crystal this time. And Kaolin Knight specifically was sending them to uh, fight Neptune and and, uh, Uranus. And it splits into two. So they're actually fighting two... Damon at this point. Yes, who are both tires. Yeah. And that's when Sailor Moon it's, arrives. Mm-hmm. Um uh
1: Neptune goes over a waterfall.
0: Yeah. She she gets attacked. Moon and gets Uranus are off. like
1: bound. She gets thrown off a yeah, she gets attacked, thrown off a waterfall. Uh Moon and Uranus are uh basically handcuffed together. Uh in which is probably one of my favorite tropes. Of all time,
0: like <laughs> now you have to work together. Yeah, it's very cute. I love it. <laughs> Favorite trip. Um,
1: and so you're so Sailor Moon is like we have to go check on Neptune. We have to go save her. And Uranus is like, nope, we got to keep going. And Moon is like, uh, the f- what? No, like she's your friend. And Uranus explains that their mission is to find the talismans. Um. To prevent summoning the goddess of silence and the end of the world, I guess, mm-hmm. um, which is complete opposite of the manga where it's just like the talismans are being summoned to summon the gum, go- the goddess of silence, which is Sailor Saturn. Um, so interesting, yeah. Uh, Sailor Moon and Uranus bond for a bit. Sailor Moon recognizes um, the smell of her perfume, perfume once, yeah, and it's like, "That's kind of like Haruka's." Uh, they fight the daemon again. This time they defeat it because they learned the power of teamwork. Uh, Neptune is washed on shore and uh, Uranus is there waiting for her and she thanks Uranus for, for getting her. And Uranus is like, it's actually Sailor Moon. Sailor Moon's the reason why Yeah, you were saved.
0: Yep. Yeah, because uh, Uranus uh, revealed while they were bonding that uh, her and Neptune had an understanding that the mission comes before either of them. So Uranus was prepared mm-hmm. to just forget about Neptune, uh, but Usagi or Sailor was like, no, no, you can't do that. Friends are important, you know, so. It's like, he's like, I've been doing this game for long enough. Yeah. Ohana means family. (laughs) Family means nobody gets left behind or forgotten. Yep. Then we get into the Yuichiro episode, who is the, um, kind of the boy, not, the not boyfriend, the not boyfriend of Rei. Ray's yeah, so this
1: is the Ray and you, yeah, this is the Ray and year episode, or for those who remember, like, the original deep dub the Ray and Chad episode. Chad. Yeah. And, like, Ray continues to have, like, this premonition of, like, the world ending. It's been ten episodes, and she still hasn't told her friends about this freaking premonition. It's literally your entire goddamn job as a priestess. Anyway, she's trying to find out more information, and is, like, meditating in front of the fire, and year is really worried about her because she's... Spending all her time in front of the fire, and her grandpa's like, Yeah, that just be how it is.
0: Yeah, it's like she's (laughs) divining. Just let it go. She's divining, and when she gets her answer, then she can stop worrying, but she'll be there as long as she Mm -hmm. needs to to get her answer. You know, but you know, he's still worried about her. He tries to get her attention, brings her snacks and all kinds of like instant foods and snacks and junk food. But she doesn't see him until, um, she's totally focused until there's kind of a break in her meditation. Mm -hmm. And she's like, oh, what are you doing here? And um, he realizes that there's nothing he can really do for her. So he just kind of like hands her a hair tie because he had seen her part of her hair get singed by the fires when like the wind blew up or something like that. So he hands her a hair Mm -hmm. tie just like, okay, well, if you're going to keep at it, try to keep your hair from getting burnt, you know. So she, she yeah. keeps that. Which is, which is
1: good and correct, because honestly, if your hair catches on fire, the rest of you can catch on fire.
0: <laughs> yeah, well. He-
1: Look, I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk a lot of mad shit about Yuichiro in this episode, but he's correct about that. Yeah. So, yeah, he gets uh, kind of annoying, but yeah. It's just, so, like, we talk a lot of shit about, like, Mamori being a college student hanging out with a middle schooler. Yuichiro had a job. Yeah, we we met Yuichiro in season one. Like Yuichiro was like a salary man. We don't know what kind of salary man he comes from a rich family, so he doesn't really have to work. That yeah. we don't know how old Yuichiro is. When we first see him, he's wearing a suit and he's drunk in the gutter. Like, oh lord. So we know he's an adult, though. I don't. I don't know that he. I. He's definitely an adult. So it's just kind of like okay, we talk a lot of shit about like Mamoru and him being a college student with a middle schooler, but also what the hell? Is, like Yuichiro is like obsessed with Rei. Yeah, like he's never creepy towards her. Like overtly creepy, he's never like putting his affection on her. But it's also like buddy. She's twelve, right? I know she's. I know she's fourteen. I know she's fourteen, like turning fifteen. Whatever. But, like... It it doesn't... She might as well be 12. But when you're, like... (laughs) Yeah, but he has to... He has to be at least 20. Yeah. So it's, like, no. No. Do you know what I thought when I saw a 14-year-old when I was 20? My God, was I ever that
0: young? Yeah. But anyways, to get to... I know. I know. It's frustrating. But we can get into that more later. Um... Yeah, but to... Uh, along the way, let's see. How does Ray wind up with Haruka? Because... So, I think
1: I think it just randomly happens. Okay. I think Haruka just runs into Ray and then, like, offers her a ride. Yeah. And Yuichiro is just sort of wandering around town. He was
0: shopping. Um, he had Or, like, like gr- he's getting... Yeah. Yeah, he so was, Yuichiro... Yeah, if, he was getting groceries. Yeah, so Yuichiro goes out shopping to get groceries. And along the way, he sees... Uh, Haruka, stop and pick up Ray, and he's like, "Who is this guy who's stolen the heart of the girl who I love?" Basically, and uh, mm-hmm. he gets upset, and you see him just kind of being lame and wandering around, sulking, and he goes for a jog later, and he runs into uh Haruka, and sees her with Michiru right? And um, yeah. Assumes the, and that uh assumes that Haruka, this guy who has stolen Ray's heart, is cheating on her, so gets enough. I would say gets in a fight, but really doesn't get in a fight with Haruka because Haruka doesn't doesn't throw any he, punches or anything like that. She just he, dodges, and it's raining, so he like goes to try to hit her, but he slips and he falls, and he pretty much beats himself up.
1: Yeah, he wants to fight Haruka, and, um, like, (sighs) I really don't like Yuichiro's whole jazz. Yeah. Like, you know, like, I don't care for it. I don't know what the people who wrote this, like, were thinking. But, um, Yuichiro, like, let's be honest, Yuichiro is a harmless person. In the anime. Like, he's harmless. Yeah. Like, he's he's just there to kind of be like, oh, look, here's this guy, you know. Because in the anime, Rey has all of the Minako characteristics, so she wants to be a singer, a songwriter, a voice actress, an actual actress. You know, like, all of those things that, like, a- that would make actual Rey like, want to die. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: um, Manga Ray, right? And so, like, yeah. And so it's to, it's like... To be like, wow, look, she talks about, like, wanting a guy or wanting to get married. And here's this great guy that she just doesn't see. Um, And
0: I don't know. There's something about it that just really, really grinds my gears. It just feels bad. Yeah, because he he comes across as a nice guy. And, like, the nice guys we know of now is not a good thing. He very much falls into that category. Mm -hmm. He's a pick-me. He's a nice guy. Uh, So at the end of this fight, though, uh, or if he can call it a fight, uh, he turns to Haruka and is like, hey, just he, he confronts Haruka and he just says um, to not break her heart and to break things off with the other girl, you know, don't break Ray's heart, break things off with the other girl for Ray's sake. And like Ray shows up and sees some of this and is just like, what the heck is going on? And before she can say anything to him or ask him anything, he runs off. And then we see that he's decided to leave the temple. And her friends are like, tell him to stay. You know, you know, if you ask him, he'll stay. And Ray is justifiably upset. And she's like, no, if he wanted to talk about it, he would have talked to me about it. He's gone out of his way to not talk to me about it. And he goes to walk off into the sunset, and they've got some really melodramatic music playing, which is really hilarious. Um, I love it, because it's definitely- it's It's intentional. It's
1: very, yeah, I love it because it's, like, very, like, 80s. Japanese movie, yeah. kind of. Like, the
0: singer's voice like, is, like, cracking. He is, like, singing his heart out. Oh my uh, god. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's it's
1: the voice actor for Yuichiro who's singing I, this I and, like, so. singing it in character. That's great. And and it's, it's look, here's the thing. This is why, like, I feel so conflicted when it comes to Yuichiro, because I do genuinely like him as a character. I think all of his obsession with Rei is garbage. That's what ruins him for if me. If he... But, like, otherwise, like, Yuichiro is just, is genuinely, like, a nice, caring yeah. dude who is, who, like, probably hate, like, learned that he hated the capitalist grind at a young age. Yeah. And then found meaning as, like... At the temple. A temple worker. Yeah. And, like, that would have been enough, you know? But it it's the whole, like... <laughs> it... It's this idea that there has to be, like, some kind of love interest. Right. That just... And, and it gets me every time, because I'm like, that, like... Someone could argue that Mamoru, you know, skipped grades or was, like, super intelligent, and so there really isn't that big of an age difference between him and Isaki. But you really can't do that with Hiwichiro.
0: There's... There's two things that would have fixed him. Either he's not a love interest or if he is going to be a love interest, make him the same age. Because he could do the same behavior as a teenager and your excuse would be he's a dumbass teenager. And teenagers are going to do dumbass shit and then they learn from that and grow up, hopefully. Um, But that cringy pick-me stuff is more normal for a teenager, you know? And then you'd excuse it because it's like he's well-meaning, he's just you know, misguided, and he'll come around. Because overall, yes, he's got a- he he is overall a wholesome character. He has these annoying traits, and if he was a teenager, it would be okay. Because he seems to learn, kind of, sometimes, episode to episode. I mean, like, we get-
1: we get- we get a Yuichiro episode, I feel like, almost every season where he's like- he learns the same lesson. Where he has to learn the same- the exact same lesson, and I'm just like, yeah, but but anyway, go, go. Yeah, I don't know if anybody like how many people listening to this um have watched Sister Sister, but like it's very much go home Roger energy.
0: I I don't remember it at all. But, it's fine. It's not yeah. for you. <laughs> <laughs> so,
1: but Rey um, does go but after here's them, the though. thing.
0: Oh, go ahead.
1: Yeah, well, yeah, but here's this thing. Like Haruka Mito keep showing up. Yeah. And they're not wearing, like, the uniforms that we've seen in the background previously. And nobody brings up, like, look at these classy uniforms they're wearing. Yeah. You know? And that's a huge deal. Like, literally, that's, like, a plot line in I don't even know how many high school dramas in Japan of, like, I want to apply to this school because I like the uniform. I think
0: we're pretty far off right now, though. Let's let's come back to the story. Yeah. Anyway. So... Ray go. Ray is actually talked into chasing after him, and so she does. And she's just he—he's about to get onto, um, like a, not a bus, like a train car, trolley car thing, street car. He's about to get on a street yeah, car, and Cowlinite has infected it with um, a daemon egg, and it turns into a daemon. And they have a fight. The senshi show up. And defeat it. Uh, Uranus and Neptune are, don't have to step in or anything. They take it down. Um, and Ray goes to help uh, Yuichiro as he's like waking up on a bench. And is like, oh, you know, you passed out. And tells him, hey, you, uh, you need to be careful. You shouldn't have uh, threatened a delicate woman like Haruka like that. And he's like, "Oh, she's a girl," and for some reason, this like resolves the issue. And Ray asks him out to coffee, and they head off together.
1: You know? Okay. I mean, let's let's keep in mind that this still is the '90s, and like Japan has not come very far now no, in terms of gay rights. No. So like, it makes per. So like, it's it's not good. But it makes sense that he's like, oh well, if she's a woman, there's no way there can be romance.
0: Yeah, and it's it's way worse in the anime because it's definitely like played for laughs. It's it's played as a twist over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. Ha ha! It's actually a woman. Ha ha! It's actually a woman. Ha ha! You know, and you're like, okay, she's a woman, so what? Like, and and it's so it's and? so weird because the director for
1: this per- the director for this particular season goes on to direct revolutionary girl utina which is extremely gay well
0: you know that could have a lot to do with producers too because the director could have been like well you know what i really wanted it to be more gay so when i do my next project it's gonna be super gay so you know (laughs) there's there's always more cooks in the kitchen yeah
1: but that's that leaves us with with these first 10 episodes. So in terms of differences, we have no Chibi We have no mention of the future. Uh, Uranus and Neptune don't seem to really have a clear idea on what their mission is, except it has something to do with talismans and the Holy Grail, uh, which is not something anybody else is aware of. And um, we don't know yet that the daemons and Kaolinai and Professor Temoe are aliens. Yeah. It's a lot of changes. Yeah. I did not realize how many changes there were. And you also have to keep in mind that Sailor Pluto is still alive
0: at the time game. Right. They did a lot of, yeah, <laughs> they did a lot of adjustments to make it fit into the Monster of the Week format, I feel like. um, mm-hmm. I think that's where a lot yeah. of this, like, even, like, the existence of heart crystals. It's like, there needs to be an object, that, you know? They're like, we need to come up with a MacGuffin for them to go after every week, you know? So. Right, because,
1: I mean, for the first season, it was, you know, stealing the energy of people, which was actually in the manga. Yeah. And then, um, and then for R, they weren't just after, you know, they were there to poison the timeline and also specifically to get Chibiusa. And now there's, you don't really have that. And I feel like, if they had worked a little bit longer, they could have gotten there, but they just didn't.
0: Yeah, but they, they figured out a thing, and they figured out how to have their Monsters of the Week kind of thing. Um, and, and
1: look, it gave me Octave, and it gave me whatever the hell that, like, that pool monster was. I
0: don't know, like, it's, it, okay, when it popped heel, up, it said its With thing, her high heel But it had, like, the little snorkel thing in its mouth, so, like, it, smarts, yes. it was muffled. And then it took it out and said its name again. And I still couldn't understand it. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't
1: write it down, but, like, I did understand it the second time. This is why subs, not dubs.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, I I had no idea. I was like, anyways, moving on. I highly recommend
1: watching even the dubs with subtitles on because you will catch things. That's a good idea.
0: No, I have not been. Um, Yeah,
1: it's fine. Uh yeah, so that's the first and episodes of Sailor Moon S. Uh hope you guys have hung in there for this extra long
0: episode. Probably won't be extra long by the time you're done editing it.
1: I mean it'll still be kinda long. It's fine.
0: Well thank you for listening Um. to our longish episode.
1: You can find us on Twitter at Oshio Kiyo Pod or contact us through email at Oshio thepodcast the podcast at gmail.com. All our information is in our show notes. Thanks to Barbara Daly for the use of her artwork. Please rate and review us wherever you find us or.
0: Tsukini Kawatte
1: Oshio